Good afternoon and welcome to From Where We Are, stories of news and culture through the lens of USC and Southern California. I'm not Stefan, nope, it's Justin Heo, coming to you live from Studio B in USC's Annenberg Media Center. And I'm not Stefan, no, I'm not Justin neither. I am Colby Martin, once again coming in for Stefan De La Guardia today. Yes, welcome, welcome. It's good, it's just like any other day here. I might as well live here in Studio B. It is April 20th, the beginning of Taurus season. On today's show, an exclusive interview with Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen, four-day workweek anyone, a new bill might make this happen, and a small underground music venue on campus, Ground Zero, faces demolition. All that and more from where we are. But first, these news headlines. Today, the U.S. Department of Justice announced that it will appeal Tuesday's ruling to lift the federal mask mandate on public transportation, including trains and planes. We'll have more on this as the story develops. The United States unveiled its latest round of sanctions against Russia earlier today. The U.S. Treasury Department said it will be targeting companies who are operating in Russia's virtual currency mining industry, the third largest in the world. The State Department will also impose greater visa restrictions in response to Russia's attacks, which the Biden administration hopes will further punish Russia after its invasion of Ukraine 55 days ago. Things got a little bit rocky at LAX this morning when rapper ASAP Rocky was detained by LAPD officers regarding his connection to a non-fatal shooting last November. Rocky was arriving on a private plane from Barbados, where he was vacationing with his girlfriend Rihanna, when he was arrested for assault with a deadly weapon. His case will be presented to the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. Justin, you know what else is in the air today? What is? I can't believe I'm saying this on the air, but weed! Hey! Hey! April 20th is the unofficial holiday celebrating marijuana. And brands, celebrities, and organizations are rolling out celebrations amid the push for federal legalization. For some, 420 is the chance to gather with friends and smoke in the park, while others are sparking greater discussion about how legalizing cannabis will combat the harm that criminalization has done to communities of color. So whether it's getting baked or simply listening to Snoop Dogg's new 420 edition mixtape, the world is expecting to see many celebrating their high on life. Those were some of today's top news headlines. Guess who's back? Well, Facebook whistleblower Frances Haugen visited the USC Annenberg Forum yesterday to discuss her path from Facebook employee to whistleblower, the spread of misinformation, and the future of technology. Producer Wilco Martinez Cachero caught up with Haugen to further discuss. Hannah Abuelaj has the story. Frances Haugen made international headlines when she revealed that Facebook was prioritizing profit over people profit over information, and even profit over democracy. When I was in France, one of the people in the French Assembly described the situation as one of digital colonialism. So for for reference, colonialism is where you have a a power that has actual power, you have an, an agent that has power, and they are extracting economically from another population and leaving all the consequences but not giving any control to the party that is paying the costs. And that is exactly what's happening today with Facebook. Hagen is hopeful that effective legislation that prioritizes transparency will pass. I'm really, really hoping, fingers crossed, that the Digital Services Act passes because that will be our first mandated transparency anywhere in the world. Last summer, the United Kingdom passed rules giving greater um, protections to under 16-year-olds. 
And what was amazing was the same week that went into effect, Instagram changed how it operated, right? Instagram came in and said, we're not going to allow targeting of ads at people under the age of 16. Regions like Africa, Southeast Asia, and South America are more affected by Facebook's irresponsible online activity more than ever. Hagen encourages other countries to advocate for the digital safety laws they deserve. There's a huge opportunity for smaller countries, you know, Canada, Singapore, uh, you can imagine a consortium of countries in Africa coming in and saying you have to respect our, our experience and our needs. Hagen's upcoming book is all about agency and advocating for what is right. She encourages USC students to embody this idea. We have to be protesting. Like, like part of what I, 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 I really want insight from, like, student leaders or, or other young adults who have experience with organizing, we have to be protesting for more transparency because the thing that is happening is only going to happen more is there is currently no mechanism where good speech gets to answer bad speech. Hagen is years removed from Facebook, but change is more imperative than ever. So the book is all about this concept of agency. Like, What is the journey each of us goes on to be able to use our own agency? Um, because I do want to reinforce to people that you don't have to be a whistleblower to actually change the world. Just waking up to the idea that there's even small choices you can make working at a place like Facebook where you can actually change in meaningful ways where the company goes, even within the limitations that you have. In the coming months, there will be elections in France, Brazil, and the United States, among others countries that rely on the likes of Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Hagen's message rings truer than ever. For Annenberg Media, I'm Hannah Boal-Hodge. A new California bill is on your side when it comes to work-life balance. The proposed legislation would make Thursdays the new Fridays. Royce Epperson has the story. Imagine a world where you work four days a week instead of five. California has the opportunity to make that a reality. On February 22nd, Assemblymembers Christina Garcia and Evan Lowe proposed Assembly Bill Number 2932. This bill would amend Section 510 of the Labor Code relating to employment. The bill proposes that companies with more than 500 employees should cut the 40-hour work week to 32 hours. Employees who work any longer than that are to be paid time and a half. We started the four-day work week in July, and we operate on a four-day work week. We're kind of knowledge workers, so although our office is technically open from nine to five, um, we really work in all time zones according to the needs of our clients. In our work-centered world, burnout is a common and ever-increasing phenomenon, with employees spending less time at work and more time doing what they want to. Life may just become a bit more bearable. When I talk about work-life balance, I just think about bringing as much of my healthy self to work as I can, because when I bring as much of my healthy, optimistic self to work, I am more likely to be able to achieve the thing the company is asking me to. Aside from the obvious benefits of having to spend less time at work, there is an argument made that employees can be more productive within the shorter hours. There's been hundreds of hundreds of studies on um, people who are more optimistic in more control, that are happier, um, and that are passionate about a thing. Some companies have already implemented the four-day work week into their corporate structure. One such company is M-Train, a Bay Area-based company that offers online HR, compliance, and harassment training. Frankly, we were trying to be proactive 
So it was, it was even less about the symptoms we saw and more about what we wanted to deliver to M-Train employees, which we wanted to show them in our policies and show them in the way we operate the business, that we respect them, that we respect their time, that we want them to have work more work-life balance. However, the execution of the four-day work week also presents some challenges. We work in a really flexible environment when it comes to servicing our clients. So there are some cases that don't fit into our standard work week where we have to have hard conversations with clients about not meeting on a Friday or coming back to them on a Monday. At the end of the day, the bill's fate has yet to be decided. So in the meantime, enjoy our work-filled Fridays and stay posted if that changes. For Annenberg Media, I'm Roy Sepperson. I'm Justin Heo. We're glad you're with us for From Where We Are. And I'm Colby Martin. It's nine minutes past the hour. Coming up, USC loses a welcoming space for musicians and performers. And we get to know USC-based musician Stephanie Lawrence, who goes by her stage name, Vieta, and writes music for The Female Gaze. Stay with us. Monday nights on campus are going to be a little bit quieter behind Mark's Tower next semester. Daishalyn Satcher has more. Ground Zero, a performance cafe connected to the abandoned Trojan Hall, is getting torn down before next semester. Over time, it had become a place where students from any background or any level of experience could come together to create and appreciate art. This venue housed some big names such as Alec Benjamin and 24K Golden and holds a special place in these students' hearts. Ground Zero regular Lyra Steiner reflects on open mic night's significance to her freshman experience. I think it was a really great space, like, coming to USC at first, I wanted to get involved with music and everything, but because I wasn't a music major, I didn't really know how, and so it was just a great space to sort of meet people and perform in a way that wasn't exclusive or wasn't, like, you didn't have to have connections to get into already, and it was just a really great community space. Freshman Nina Liu emphasizes what makes Ground Zero different from other creative spaces and why it will be missed. It's one of the very few spaces on campus where where a lot of students of color can put their creative work out there and be seen. And there's such a strong community of, of us there. And it's really frustrating to see that one community that, that we have that's really strong and really centered around art be taken away from us. Open mic night could still possibly continue at Tommy's place, but students feel Ground Zero holds more significance. Um, I think it can still be special if it's moved to another place, but the venue is, it's just really unique and interesting and a big part of the music community at USC, and everyone who comes just absolutely adores the venue, so I don't think it should be moved. After much encouragement from her fellow creators, Lou decided it was time to take action. Yeah, I mean, my initial initial reaction was shock because I didn't think they would actually bulldoze it down, but I guess it's really happening. Or that my friends that were near me, they were t- saying, we want something, if we want to prevent this, we should start a petition. And I'm like, okay. Grace Grover, audio technician for both Tommy's Place and Ground Zero, compares the two. Tommy's Place is definitely a great venue, um, but Ground Zero feels a little bit more, like, cozy. It feels like a safer place I think, for a lot of performers when they do open mic stuff. 
because it feels more secluded, it feels more private, and I think that gives people confidence. However, Grover also sees benefits in upgrading the venue. For stuff like First Friday, that's going to be way better at Tommy's Place. Like, it's a way bigger stage, they're going to get better lighting, they can have a bigger crowd. So, while Ground Zero might be gone, its spirit will continue to live on through the music, the words, and the laughs. For Annenberg Media, I'm Daishlin Satcher. You're listening to From Where We Are. Coming up, we talk to Vieta, USC student and musician who got her start performing at Ground Zero. You can continue listening on our YouTube live stream. That's Annenberg Radio News on YouTube. The full version will also be available on uscannenbergmedia.com. Joining us now is Stephanie Lawrence, known on stage as Vietta, a musical artist and student here at USC. So can you just tell me about how you got started with music, your journey, and uh, you perform as well. So just, I want to hear all about it. Okay, yeah. So I started getting into music when I was really little, um, like four years old. Um, that's when I started kind of singing and then I started like writing songs when I was 10 and I always knew that I wanted to like make music. I was like, I'm gonna go to LA. I pretty much was like, I'm gonna like meet a producer and we're gonna make songs and that's what happened. Um, so it was very cool. Um, of course, like it didn't just kind of like happen. I kind of, I went out to open mics. I was singing Ground Zero. I, um... That was like the first place I ever kind of like performed. Uh, Speaking of Ground Zero, can you talk more about how uh, not only the connections you made, but also how impactful it was to you, especially with now it being shut down? Mm. Because I know that's got to have in some way a lot of uh, emotional impact, not only on you, but to every musical artist that's gone through that place. It was really hard because um, I remember just when kind of COVID happened is when I was really trying to like get into live shows. Like I was really bummed. I ended up having to go back home to Texas anyway for COVID. And I really didn't have the opportunity to perform and to connect with audiences, but it really just brought me back to that place of just creating on my own. And like, I think that ground zero right now um, compared to like, um, before the pandemic, when they did reopen it, they reopened it last semester. Um, and honestly, there's so many people that go there now every week. And it's really amazing because I remember when, honestly, I would go in there, there was like seven people. You could be on the stage for like 10, 20 minutes. You know, you could just go and just perform to almost like nobody in a way. It just kind of felt like, oh, I'm just going to perform on stage I love being on stage um but now it's like fighting for a spot like you got to oh. get there signups are at like nine o'clock but the nine o'clock you get there there's already a line and it's like um you might get a spot you might be like very <laughs> first um what is your musical identity what niche do you fulfill and who should be interested in checking out your music 
I once said that I make music for the female gaze. Oh. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I kind of like that. Um, I want to make music that makes you feel like the best version of yourself. And it can range, though, because sometimes I do make like sad moments. But I think I'm cr- trying to aim for that state of mind of like euphoria, a feeling, just feeling all of your emotions. Honestly, yeah, feeling all of your emotions, whether that's like maybe like the positive ones or maybe the not so positive ones. But it's just like you are the main character and you should feel free to just be and to exist. Vera, where can we find you? You can find my music um, on any distributing, any streaming platform. So Spotify, Apple Music, even SoundCloud, um, YouTube as well. But and then for my social media, you can find me on like Instagram. It's at Vieta, like you know what it is. That's spelled H M M V I E T T A. And then also on TikTok, I have been frequenting TikTok, and um, I try to make content for the people. Um, I'm also very um, humorous, I would say. So you will see that on there and that's at cowgirl vieta well thank you so much for joining us vieta of course yeah thank thank you you so much much for being here and that is all we have time for on today's from where we are this show was produced by Polina Cherizova, Woko Martinez Cachero, and Meredith McCabe. Polina Cherizova is our technical operator, and Derek Renfro composed our theme music. We are streaming live on KXSC. Follow KXSC at kxsc.org listen, and on YouTube at Annenberg Radio News. Also follow us on Instagram at Annenberg Radio, and subscribe to From Where We Are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're looking for even more news, be sure to download Annie Annenberg's news app. I'm Colby Martin. And I'm Justin Heo. From all of us at Annenberg Radio, wherever you are, we hope you'll join us again for From, From Where, Where We, we are. are. Happy 420.